0: Everyone, welcome back to South of the Eight. My name is Jessica Bernal and I'm here with David Vega.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: If it's your first time listening to us, um, thank you for giving us a chance. Uh, We are a podcast that is embracing the South Bay community and we are also sparking um, conversations that you might find interesting. And if you are back, thank you for uh, listening to this new episode.
1: We have a variety of of themes lately uh like i've said before we started with interviews but we're sort of shifting more into your everyday conversations things and today is no different today uh, actually you know what before we get get into the themes there's a segment i've been wanting to try uh it's to be determined as far as the name some things have been thrown around but pretty much what it is is just a little bit of a recommendation for your weekend most of our episodes get posted on friday just a little bit of a heads up on what's coming up this could be events, uh, concerts, I don't know, elections, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Just resources. A, resources. Uh, just a quick shout out for the week. Uh, this time, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Rock en Español at Border X on Friday nights. Yes. It is amazing. I cannot tell you. If you're a fan of Rock en Español, even if you slightly know two to three songs from, La, uh, I was going to say Lamentoliana, from Mananitos Verdes, trust me. Go check out Zenith at Border X. It's great beer, great music, and just a good all-around fun. Yeah, right?
0: and nothing beats um live music. Honestly, yeah. Live music, they're right there with you. And it does get packed, so make sure that you get there a little early before but, the show so you can get a table. But it's totally
1: worth it. But even if you show up a little late and you're just sort of standing in the corner it's a good vibe
0: that's when the ambiente yeah is honestly like- <laughs> yeah but it's
1: just a good time you know and it's good to go with a bunch of friends and make sure you guys have a table um
0: and they also have food there's also food great, in that place great food yeah. in the
1: back yeah um but i will say if you're anything like myself and our friends you're gonna be singing every single song and that's the best part honestly CNith, shout out the great local band anyway so back to our theme that was uh our new segment to be determined on what the name is but hopefully you guys like that anyway back to the theme today's going to be pretty much uh sort of our perspective on like financial literacy or lack thereof (laughs) in my part i am the worst when it comes to credit and what to do with saving money and earning and bills and all that sort of stuff i always hang by a thread and it sucks because i shouldn't i'm old enough where i should know better um, but on the counterpart here, Miss Jessica counts every cent and yeah. always has way... T- she used to make bills on, like, a part-time job somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know. We
0: 2 part-time, so yes.
1: Yeah, still, yeah. I, I just do You understand.
0: know, and it, it's funny that you you say that kind of, like, admiring me, but my ho- the whole time my family would call me Koda, and to this day, they just like, I ¿Qué Koda. eres? Whenever we would go to the store and I would just be under a budget or like, no, like, I'm just in a get one shirt and not two shirts yeah and my sister would just be like grab both like so what i know you got money i know you got savings i was like no just one like i could go it is and i was like wow <laughs> just because i'm looking over my finances that's yeah, but like, what it is
1: i'll be honest i would have grabbed the two shirts yeah. hell i would have gone like you know what vez. yeah <laughs> but it's just it's just sort of contrast right because mm-hmm. you don't want to be too god Mm-hmm. but you, but you still want to s- live life right right you still want to have fun and go out and like enjoy the money you're making with mm-hmm. your hard labor mm-hmm. that's my perspective that's yeah. i it's the hedonist inside of me that's like i sweat so much for this money i want to burn right through it
0: mm-hmm. no and i do i i feel like i do get my moments that i tell myself that i've been working hard i deserve this and the times that I'm saving hard and I'm really looking at everything careful and what to spend is when I have a goal in mind where yeah. I want to take this trip or I want to buy this expensive thing. And that's when I start making those choices um, because I really want that one thing.
1: You know, it's funny. Lately, I've always been horrible at saving money, but lately, the one couple of things that have been helping is having a goal mm-hmm. because it doesn't hurt as much when you think like, oh, maybe not this time, but hey, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be spending that money somewhere else. Or Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy that one thing I want to buy. So that always gets me. But even that isn't great. But you're still spending the money. Like I should know to hold myself back to have savings in case of like an emergency. But that's Mm -hmm. not sexy. An emergency isn't, you know, compelling. Mm -hmm. I want to spend the money. So anyway, but before we get too into it, uh, breakdown for me what financial literacy is to yourself like personally and at what point did you start realizing like hey maybe i didn't have all the tools or like Mm -hmm. you started like looking up stuff because personally i didn't grow up with it my parents were very hush hush with money right i didn't to this day i i don't know how much my dad makes i know it must be okay he's doing well but we don't talk about money Money is super taboo in our families. Do you have the same experience? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. My family we don't really talk about money either. Even with um. Even like getting older and me, having those real questions as I became an adult of, oh, how much does it take, or how how much money do I need for this, for that? And it was as I was getting older and experiences, I was like, oh, okay, this is a good amount of money I can spend on a car. Oh, this is way too much. They're ripping me off. Um, so even those little advices, they don't, and I think it's pretty common, like, in um, Larinette's communities that, or families, that we don't talk about money
1: much. Right. And Or if you do, it's not braggy, but mm-hmm. it's very, like, estamos bien, estamos bien. Like, it's don't it. worry like, about it. Don't worry uh-huh. about it. I think it, that's where it comes from. It comes, at least for my family, it always came from, like, we're okay. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be fine. You know, comiendo tacos de sal. But it's like, we're fine. We're fine. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. There's no need to stress about money. So because of that, there was never a need to ask of like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah.
0: And sometimes families or parents don't want the kids to see that they're struggling. Right. So then they hide it or they just or whenever it does come into conversation, it just becomes a negative topic. Right. Because if, if it got too bad for the kids to know it is, then it's just negative. Right. And then the kids grow up thinking that, oh, money is it's hard to handle it's uh, y- and they don't know how to do it
1: yeah you know it's funny because also on the opposite side of that right like, like if your family is doing pretty well uh, no falta que tus papas te digan es que tu piensas que el dinero que todo es gratis que, <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, que, <laughs> que yo <cargo> dinero <laughs> and it's like whoa I thought we were doing good like you need to break this shit down to me like mm-hmm. what are my limits like what is normal should I because as a kid you keep asking and mm-hmm. you know, until they say no right so then they say no, and you're like, well, fuck it, we, we can't afford anything, you know. And a lot of times you're surrounded by the people that are like you, and it's like, well, why does he have that, right? Mm-hmm. And if unless they sit you down and be like, listen, like we can do this, but we can't do that, and this is why, it'd be easier to understand rather than no, 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 puede, no, you know. I, I don't know. That's. But again, it goes back to the fact that we don't have these conversations. We don't sit down and be like. And I'm not talking about like. Open up your checkbook and tell me exactly what you're making and what we're spending. But hey, like if you have a bill, like a mortgage or like car payments that are coming up, make it known to your kids that it's, I think it'd be responsible to be like, hey, you know, that car we have, you know, it's it's expensive. This is what it costs. And like. If we didn't have that, we would do this, you know, have to take public transportation. Like, it's a sort of way to appreciate your surroundings a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Why do you think it's uh, important to know each other's salaries or even your parents? Because you mentioned you don't know your parents. Well, like,
1: that was an exaggeration. But, like, I don't need to know his salary family-wise. But it'd be good to know, like, limitations. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say, even within France, right? Like, sometimes it's so easy to be like, yo, let's do this, yo, let's do that. And there's always the, everybody always says yes. Like, oh my God, especially like in a Like, yeah, let's do that next week. And then you start hitting people up. Like, yo, what's up? No, pues es que no tengo dinero. No, pues que fulanito tampoco tiene. So then you're like, damn it, man. Like, why'd you guys hype me up? Like, I don't need to know how much you're making, but don't flex and hype people up. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's an What's episode. The point?
0: There's an episode of friends that exactly like that, oh, because of course, there's because <laughs> uh, I, I think like two or three of them are making good money. Yeah. And then the other ones are not. And they go to a restaurant to have a celebration because someone got a promotion and they go to an expensive restaurant and the other ones that don't have money don't know about this bill. So they order things from the menu that are very cheap. Like, only yeah. water, a side salad. And then everybody else is getting like expensive meals. And then the check comes, and then we're like, oh, let's do a split it, split check like equal, yeah. equally, <laughs> to be fair. And then the other ones just get pissed off because they're like, we don't make the same money as you. I got a side salad and yeah. a water and for a reason. Yeah. And, but it's but exactly that. That's what um, I'm talking
1: about. And like, I guess, again, I'm not saying that we should check. Exchange mm-hmm. pay stubs or anything like that, but just be a little more realistic mm-hmm. and open about hey, like, you know, man, that's way out of like, okay, like, example, like, uh, our buddy, good buddy Andy just invited us to Vegas for his birthday, and I was like, dude, that sounds fucking dope, <laughs> but I'm not gonna make it, man. Like, I could have led him on and be like, yeah, let's do it, or like, I could even push myself and be like, fuck, like, where am I gonna get this money from, right? Because it does sound great, and I love the guy, and I He's going with great people, but I was honest, and I was like, yo, man, like, I got all these other things happening. I just can't make it, Mm -hmm. and I remember when I I said it, everybody was kind of like, oh, because it was just awkward, because then, like, I don't know if they're going to feel weird talking about Vegas in front of me, which I don't care. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys are going to have a good time, but I definitely felt this sort of like, oh, like, I don't know if they felt bad for me, but I was just being honest. I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, man, I just, I can't afford it. Not this one time, like maybe next time, but not this one.
0: And it should be okay to just say things like that and be like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And again, like, it's not like it's super awkward or anything mm-hmm. like that. And again, again, I'm not saying you should flex on your friends and anything like that. I'm saying have conversations around finances, mm-hmm. right?
0: I, I think it's highly necessary to have those kind of conversations with friends or people that are in your field.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: That because I remember once, I this is a long time ago, and I always I say when I was working at a submissions, oh. it was kind of like receptionist, like dash, like office clerk and we had a new hire and this new hire i i was i became friends with her she was super cool and one day um she was just grabbing paperwork and she's like oh can you pass me that and it was it was her paycheck (laughs) and as i was grabbing it and passing it to her i was able to see how much she was getting paid and she was getting paid more than me yeah and i had been there for two years and i was like you just got hired at a higher rate because she probably requested a higher rate and they were desperate and they got her but then I that made me feel like it was super unfair that I was at the company and they never gave me a promotion or a raise uh so that was a little bit of that experience and from then now with my friends that have that work in the same field as me I we try to share with each other like oh this is how much I'm getting paid and I think it's unfair Oh, well, yes, yeah, like I'm getting paid a little bit more and we kind of do the same things, um, especially as a girl and a woman, because we know there's a gap.
1: Right. <laughs> like where well, you guys make 70 cents to the dollar. Mm-hmm. And OK, that's a completely different conversation. And I will say I love this topic when it comes to your co-workers, 100 percent, you should be discussing your finance. Like you should be discussing how much you make, like anywhere from your supervisor to the person that just got hired all the time always talk about how much you make, because one, you're not making enough. I'll tell you that right now. It doesn't matter how much you're making, it's not enough. Why? Because your employer is only gonna pay you as little as they can. I mean, just the fact that you go into an interview, like I've always worked like blue collar um, trade jobs, even when I was in an ambulance, like that's technically a trade job because you get a certificate and then you go into the trade, right, of EMS. Um, So it might've been a little different because a lot of things are set, but like office jobs, I know for a fact they haggle on prices. Um, they literally tell you like, "Oh, this is how much we can do." And did you know you can tell them, "No, I want this much." Like, I got it. I didn't know you could do that. Like that's a thing. Like you can actually go in there and be like, "No, I want this many dollars an hour or this many this much salary," and they can refute right. So like an example, this is an exaggeration of course, but if they're trying to hire a new software developer and they have a $100,000 budget. They're like, "Okay, we have a $100,000 budget to hire this person. Let's offer them 70 grand a year." And someone that maybe came off college and they're brand new, never been in the system, they're going to be like, "Oh my god, 70,000 that's amazing. I'll take it." But someone more experienced or someone that like grew up with financial literacy within their family, they'll say, "No, I want like I researched and I actually want 90. And they're like, uh oh, 90, like how about 85, 88? All right, 88. They think they um you're you got a lot more than you would have taken 70, but they still saved 15. So it's it's just give or take. We have to pressure, and part of that starts having conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have, like you mentioned, people in your field always ask, hey, how much are you making? Like, oh really? Is that how much I should be expecting? And tell them like, oh, that's interesting because I was making this much. And maybe it'll make them want to ask a raise, ask for a raise, you know. But it's just, again, it's starting these little conversations that are super taboo. Money is super taboo. And I think that's why.
0: Yes, it is. And I think it should be the same with savings. Everybody's so secret about savings. And I get it that you don't want to just put it out there. Oh, this is how much savings I got. But around the people you trust, like your family, your partner, it should be pretty safe, right? To let them know, like, oh, this is how much I got saved. Or whatever. This is how I made it to this amount of money, Mm -hmm. because then you could have those conversations on how you got there or how what helped. What helped? Like I remember the first time I got into um, credit debt, uh, it got to a point where I told my sister, and then she helped me out, or she just gave me some advices that I should pay it off. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I like it's cool. Yeah, thanks for the help. Like it was amazing to talk to her about money.
1: It's so easy, especially now that it's in an app. To see the account and then you pay $200 and it doesn't go down. You're like, oh my God, it's so much money. And like the the hole seems too far. And then somehow you still have credits and you keep digging yourself a bigger hole. But it's th- that's just part of that like lack of knowledge, right? And because you're embarrassed of the debt you have, you're aren't willing to ask for help. That happened to me. Like I would, my first credit card, I think it was like $1,000. I burned it in like two months gone like just immediately gone and i lasted with that debt almost a year because i was making like minimum payments and maybe a little more but not enough so who knows how much i paid in like interest and stuff like that why because i was too embarrassed to tell my parents i was too embarrassed to tell my friends not because i didn't want to ask for help but just because i was like oh i got this like no no no, it's fine it's fine i got myself into this mess i'll get myself out and it wasn't until like i was having a conversation with my dad And I had already, like, paid it off because of, like, tax refunds and stuff like that. And, like, I was, like, oh, my God, thank God. And I brought it up to my dad. And he's, like, dude, like, you got to, like, reach out. And it's just, like, I was embarrassed, man. Like, and even to this day, I still feel a little weird about bringing up those things with my dad. And, like, I ask for help more here and there, especially with loans for, like, the car and stuff like that, where I'm, like, hey, like, is this a good APR? You know, and they're, like, oh, my God, no, that's horrible. (laughs) And it's, like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't take out that car. Um, but if you didn't ask, right, I'm taking a car out with a 20% APR and I'm paying so much money on interest. But again, it's it's the, it's the fear of being judged. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: And the thing is that school doesn't teach this kind of things. School no. does not teach any finance, literacy, anything. Yeah. You you have to go out of your way to find this education. And other than school, then we rely on our parents. But then sometimes our parents don't have the best advices or they don't have that, you, yeah. you know, that, that knowledge to navigate um, bank accounts or just different things.
1: ROIs and 401ks. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, all those sort of things. So then where do we go? Like, where can we rely to learn that? And I try to research some stuff, but then we have youtube that you don't know if you can rely on that
1: right are they trying to sell me a card or they actually trying to give me yeah
0: and then you always get those videos that they it's kind of like a like a mentor and then they want you to continue taking their classes or (laughs) or trainings (laughs) so they just don't feel like such honest people to keep watching their stuff um and and another source it's it's always been like reading actual finances books yeah and I know some fam- like some family members have read. Um, what's this guy? It's it's a book. It's very popular. It's um, a rich man or. Oh my God! I some- hate
1: those books. Yeah,
0: those kind of books where they Ugh, they tell yeah. you how to become rich or something. I've never read one. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe that's where it is. Maybe I that's know, where the it's secrets not are.
1: Not for me, but I, I get what you mean. It's just a little bump of like it's because it's just tips and tricks, right? It's things that like go help you. Either pay out a loan or make sure you don't get too much in debt. The best thing that someone told me as far as like my credit card, and this was after my like third credit card, it was um, don't spend more money than you have, right? So like pay every week. So like, let's say you have a the $500 limit, right? And you spend $50 of something on that card. Pay that Sunday those $50 back, right? Some people will say like, no, you have to let a bill so that the credit... It's created. The credit already exists. You already have the account. And if there isn't being used, then no credit is going to be made. So just make the payments. It, you already have the $50, but you're using it as a tool, right? If you're, you, Or for emergencies, right? You pop a tire. You need to fix it. Use it for that. But don't use it as like, a, ah, fuck, well, I get paid in two weeks. I had to just slide it through. Because then you're going to forget to pay it and now you're making minimums and paying a bunch of interest. And I know that sounds like a lot of mumble jumble and maybe I didn't make sense. But it's just be open to ideas outside of what you regularly do. You know, I think it's the best thing you could do. Just like you said, research a little bit, read as much as you can. But know that, hey, you don't know everything. Because that was, that was my biggest problem. Is like how hard could this could this be? Just take out the money and then you pay it right
0: and that it's okay to make mistakes i oh, feel that sure. everybody fears so much to be in debt and i mean you should right because it's not that a, a <laughs> yeah it's not a good place to be in uh but it's okay if you make a little bit of mistakes uh trying to find if that's a way that works with you and if it doesn't then you you know go back to what you knew Um, uh, but i think that exploration on like finances is necessary uh because if we just keep doing things how someone else is telling us to do it or how our parents are telling us to do it then we're not really going to advance much
1: so like trial and error is everything yeah uh-huh exactly yeah, I-, I could go with that yeah
0: yeah because like there's wealthy families that teach their kids really young on how to do certain things or how to get it like a growth ira yeah. and invest money or have assist and we don't really think about it like that well
1: right but like you have to consider the fact that like we're still trying to play catch up yeah right those are uh these are generational issues right Uh like these are things that like yeah certain families have the privilege to be doing investments and no Roth IRAs right but if I ask for my parents they never have to deal with that so as first generation we have to find out how shitty your credit can really get Mm -hmm. (laughs) right or we have to find out how predatory credit card companies can be The fact that they're in colleges where people are starving and have to sleep in their car just to finish their classes, you know, to get paid $30,000 a year when they get out. Yeah, no shit. If you offer someone $500 for quote unquote free, they just have to pay later. Of course, you're going to take it no matter how shitty the interest is. So like, there is granted. Yes, it takes a lot of self-discipline and a lot of tips and tricks, but we have to accept that there is sort of like an institutional issue that thrives on lack of financial literacy right like like uh credit um student loans is a big one
0: yeah student loans like i know that there's there's um students first gen college students that graduate with student loans Mm -hmm. so they get out and they try to find a decent job they're still paying their student loans and then they try to buy their house for the first time and since they're in so much debt so it's it Sometimes it becomes really hard for them right. to get a bigger loan because they already have a big loan right. that they might be paying it slowly or there might be a little bit of delay in some payments. So now that affected them to getting a bigger loan yeah. to get a car or, or something or a house.
1: But that's crazy because also people will say super shitty things like, well, maybe you should have studied <laughs> something better. Maybe you should have gotten a liberal arts degree. And it's like, fuck, man, like... Yes, going to college, uh, can help you find a more sustainable job, a better-paying job. But that shouldn't be the only reason we seek knowledge and enrichment and going to school and like bettering yourself, right? And it's a shame that it has to be behind a paywall. And even the people that have to take loans, right? Not everybody gets approved for the loans. Mm-hmm. Even the most predatory of fucking loans, some people still don't get approved or don't can't make it around their time. How many people don't have loans? and didn't even finish college because of any other external things. They still have to pay that loan for those two years they went to college. And that's one of the things that like really makes me cringe because um, colleges really thrive on that, right? They thrive on the competition of getting in, but they also thrive on the fact that they're insanely expensive. People used to be able to pay for college with going to work, to camp over summer, right? And then they came back, paid after college, maybe with like a part-time job. That, That could never happen.
0: Mm-hmm. and it was not even that long ago I was talking to my co-worker and we were talking about 2006 and she told me how much she was paying for tuition for her semester yeah. and I told at her same how school? M- same school SDSU and I told her how much I was paying for my semester uh, when I was still at SDSU and she couldn't believe it
1: yeah exponentially I was like right, yup, yep yeah.
0: 2006 to 2020 2020
1: yeah
0: that was 14 years 14 years difference and such a huge
1: yeah it's, it's, it's insane and Again, there's obviously bigger issues and things like that. But like I mentioned earlier, those sort of predatory systems thrive on us not knowing what's going on. Same thing goes for your employer. Your employer doesn't want you to know that Fulanito's making $2 an hour more than you. Why? Because then he has to pay you $2 an hour more, right? And it could be something as simple as gender, race. They like him more. They have a better smile. Like it could be super, or maybe they just happen to have asked for it, and the first thing they will tell you is, oh, "Okay, Bob, you're getting this, but don't don't tell anyone." I remember um uh when I still worked at the ambulance. Um, I was asking for more money because uh, I was doing sort of. I was taking on bigger responsibilities, and they wanted to sort of do a pay cut. Long story short, I was asking for more money, and I remember one of the things they told me is like, you know. You're the one of the better paid employees uh, in the company. And I was like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I remember just thinking, like, that doesn't make me feel better. Like, if anything, it makes me feel shittier because you're not just an asshole to me. You're an asshole to everybody, you know? But they thought it was a compliment. Like, oh, look at you. You should be grateful. You're getting paid better. And it's like, no, dude, like, that sucks. That just shows how little you respect this mm-hmm. because uh, I don't know if you know, but. Ambulance charge like a thousand plus per ride, even if you're just going two blocks away, right? That's a simple ride seven hundred to a thousand dollars for a transport, not to include band aids and, <laughs> and whatever else. Like literally, a band aid could be fifty dollars. Like it's insane. the The prices are insanely exponential. So they are making very good money. And the worst thing was that our employer at the time would show off. And we were young, like a lot of the people that work in EMS are very young. So we were impressionable. I'm like, oh, my God, look, three new ambulances out of nowhere. That's amazing. All new gear. Wow. And they were uh, like uh, raffling these things. And every Christmas we'd get these crazy parties and like um, they'd give out TVs and shit like that, you know. And we're like, wow, they treat us so nice. And it's like, no, dude, they get to, they can do that because they're making all this money off of you. <laughs> right. I'd rather get paid properly throughout the year than get one in a hundred chance of a tv at the end of the year right but if they swing these little carrots in front of you they really make you think like oh they're so nice to me or like the typical pizza party it's like morale is down let's get everybody <laughs> a pizza
0: you know
1: but that's why it's important to talk about what how much you make with your employers they don't want that shit yeah well i think you should unionize but th- 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 telling people how much you make it's a start Yeah,
0: it's definitely a star. Uh And I think another good point about financial literacy is um, how not many people have patience to see see results. Like if you're doing an investment, you want to see results or a profit right away. Or if you're having savings, you want to be able to make a lot of money use it right away right right? so it really takes that patience to be able to just put money into the savings money into the savings until it feels right to be like oh wow i've made enough for me to take some out and um you know spend it in something i like and the same for investments um like for a long time people were uh, really into that crypto and yeah, <laughs> oh yeah and there's still these, are, but, i mean they still are but
1: yeah. like yeah like uh crypto really broke into the mainstream with initially like, b- bitcoin. Uh, bitcoin which was the og one but then also shit coins like doge and uh, stuff like that but like okay i will say this though um in whatever position you are it's easy to be like well then you should just invest right but that's such a gamble like, well, those investments, I mean, crypto, right? There, I'm sure there's better ones. I, I don't know about them. <laughs> like, things like crypto and even stock market, it is 100% a gamble. Sure, there's be- better odds than playing blackjack, but it's still, you're taking a loss, right? At any moment, that shit can go down. And I think people shouldn't invest any more than they can lose, right? If you're putting your entire family's life savings in there and you lose it, It's a little hard to be empathetic because, like, hey, man, you were shooting for the big one and it didn't happen. It sucks. It really sucks. And people think that it's just, oh, look at all these people making money off of it. I should just throw my money at it, right, or whatever that YouTuber I like said. And a lot of YouTubers uh, have been in a lot of trouble because they create coins and they pump them up, right? They, are like, tell all their followers, right, all you need is a million followers. And you tell them, hey, buy this coin. If 100,000 people, right, put 10 bucks in there that's so much money that's already another million and then you take out all your earnings and everybody that put in their money is done to shit so
0: yeah gambling
1: is risky it's just it, that's it. that's what it is it's a gamble and mm-hmm. it, listen it, i've i'm i've had money in it i've lost money i've made money we went to vegas with that money but all i'm saying is be careful it is isn't tangible. it isn't easy um and it hurts it hurts when you lose it you know so just make sure you know what you're getting yourself into i guess is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah and because gambling for me i don't even go to casinos much but my experiences in the casino have been that i've lost money i've made money and then lost money but what that showed me is because i i grew up thinking that the money you have is money you earn doing something right right because that's what my parents did and i went into work knowing that that's where my money was coming from but then when my first experience is with gambling, it's like, oh, okay, I don't got to work for this money. I can just put earn, some money yeah, in, yeah. and then it'll earn back. It and quicker. Yeah, and quicker. Yeah, so so I, I, I think it's that idea of not the traditional way of earning money. It's the serotonin. It's, it's the serotonin.
1: It, yeah, it, it, it's it, yeah, it is. yeah really. It's like finding $10 on the floor. Holy shit, right? Like, you didn't earn it, but you, you're happy you found him um same thing with uh gambling it's the serotonin kick it's the ha- immediate happiness that you have more money but with the high highs right that come the low lows how happy were you when you won in that roulette game really like, happy. happy and yes. what happened when you lost it all
0: yeah it really sad. i was frustrated i was mad i'm like <laughs> i could have had a, i think it I was, was only like 80 bucks that i went out it's 60. always it's
1: always the should have like mm. i should i should have right no. but if if I would have told you that when you were high, hey, like, maybe you should get out. You probably would have been like, what? No. Look, I'm doing great. Nothing's going to happen, right? The sense of, like, being Mm -hmm. indestructive, And the same thing goes with investments. But before I, like, um, sort of, went into the whole crypto thing what i was going to say is that a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and like saving or investing in things like that just seem impossible right their money barely even affords a food on the table and the rent they pay i'm sure that more than 70 percent of their check goes to their living mm-hmm. depending on what their situation is and sometimes it does feel and not from us i'm saying but just like from um Like conservative people are people that say that you should lift yourself up on your bootstraps, right? They always say, like, well, if you stop drinking Starbucks and, like, stop going out every weekend. And it's like, hey, man, we're all just trying to survive.
0: And, and yeah, because it... And I think financial literacy goes in different levels. Because you can't just tell someone, oh, you know, get yourself up and start doing more. So you can afford more things. Yeah. You need to get in into their situation and try to figure it out what it is that's going to help them because they just a regular one size fits all it doesn't work education on finances is not going to work for them yeah. and and i think that's what we're missing in our community to really go in different levels like even ages like like when i was 18 i needed a different course on financial literacy than i need now At yeah, I, yeah. Because when I was eighteen, it was more of like my first credit card, you know, maybe some um like student college debt, yeah. and now it's about oh I have a car a if I do want to get a house soon, yeah. so it's a little bit more advanced and because if you just throw everything all at once, one size fits all, you're not gonna learn. It's Nine like yeah, you're gonna there's a lot of things that you're just not gonna listen to because it's like oh that doesn't that doesn't go with me or that doesn't relate to me. Um, so you're just not gonna listen to him.
1: I agree. I agree. There's not one size fits all. But again, it starts with those little conversations, right? Ask your peers. Hey, man, what you? I think you told me once that you sometimes will have conversations with your friends about like, like how did you do to save this or like I'm trying to say for that. And I think that's where it starts because the best source of information is the people around you, right? Like you mentioned, it differs with ages. So even if I ask my dad, like, hey, what should I do for this? right he might be like why are you trying to save for that that's stupid why do you want a tattoo or why do you want that vacation so that might backfire a little bit but yeah i think your peers are your best resources right what worked for you what didn't work for you and not be embarrassed about it because it sucks man like see negatives in your account getting it's... that text message <sighs> that you went under 25 have you ever been sent to collect no not to collect oh, my God. No. i've been sent to collect and it was only because I, I forgot to when i moved i forgot to cancel my internet Mm. so I thought I did but I guess I didn't so then like three months went by and they're like i got an email from Cox or yeah i think it was Cox and they're like we have sent your information to collect but i think was, i thought it was one of those spam where it's like your insurance mm-hmm. has been You're overdue guarantee. Yeah. your guarantee yeah lifetime guarantee so I thought it was one of those so I ignored it it didn't even seem legit it seemed super random and then one day I got a call and they're like, you owe $87 and <laughs> something. How so
0: they really follow you They follow through. They
1: followed through for $87. And the thing was, I checked. So when they called me, I was like, what? No, I canceled. So I fought for like a week. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I canceled it. Well, they're like, well, get into your account and show us. Because they should say that you canceled. So I was like, fine. Took me a week to finally get in because I forgot my password. But when I finally got in, I realized that they actually wanted to charge me for three months. But they noticed that there was no usage in the account. So they took two months away and they only want to charge me for one. So mm-hmm. it was like 80 something dollars, 70 something dollars plus like interest of like late fees. So then I was like, this is insane. Like, I'm not going to pay for this. This was once ago I canceled. And they're like, well, it's going to be there. And if you don't pay for it, it's going to affect your credit. And I paid for it. I was like, they scared me. And luckily, it was on a Friday when I called, so I had money. Um, But they paid me. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I can't believe they're making me pay for this. And then I talked to someone. like, oh, yeah, you don't got to pay them. Like, yeah, they like to scare you. um, And they will affect a couple points on your credit score. But if you tell them, hey, I got 40 bucks right now, do you want them? (laughs) (laughs) They'll take it because they just want to. They have it's it's like uh
0: they probably just have a caseload and they have
1: a caseload so they just um, wanna get you out of that caseload as fast as soon as possible. Yeah. So you they're like partial payment is one of the options and I didn't know. So then I was like, Are you serious? They're like, Yeah, man, if you offer them a little more than fifty percent or even fifty percent, a lot of the times even ask to talk to a manager and the manager will be like, Fine, just to get your case because if it's not that big a deal, they'll get it out of the way and they can charge someone that they're trying to get a thousand dollars from instead of 80 like 80 come on like i was surprised they even followed through for 80 yeah, bucks i'm
0: surprised they did, too. They, did. They, they should be following for a whole month they didn't i'm sure there's me. a lot more people that have a lot of more debt.
1: but see the thing is when i got sent to collect i was so embarrassed even though it was over like an oversight um not necessarily like at a crucial thing but just like an oversight like, god damn i forgot to cancel the internet i still felt embarrassed and i wasn't going to tell my friends but when i did tell my friends uh same way i'm telling you now just kind of on a random whim they were like oh you know yeah you don't you don't have to do that like i knew someone that worked at collections and they told me it's bullshit and then i looked it up and it was true yeah there's like a they'll take a partial payment so it's like wow and all for not asking for help you know because they scare you they really do scare you because they want you to pay as much as you can again super predatory right because it's a again mine was more of an oversight but think of the people that are just trying to like healthcare right they need to they need to pay for the payment uh, for the treatment if they have a disease they need to pay for things and so they'll take all the credit that they can and when collections comes to serve it's super predatory and they make you feel like shit they make you feel broke first of all because i remember they would be like do you not have the 80 dollars and i was like damn like you know and if it wasn't the fact that i was so offended i would have been um, like truly upset, you know, like oh shit! I know I do. I do have the eight dollars. Yeah,
0: and it's that because if you start feeling offended or embarrassed, or it, then you don't get your questions answered. You just right. stop asking questions, and you just do what they're telling you. Because I felt like that when whenever I go to the bank to ask for um when i when i try to get my car loan or just say anything i need to ask them when you sit down in the yeah. <laughs> when you sit down with them they always try to make you feel stupid like well you don't know them uh like yeah, once right, they try right like yeah because once they try to offer me a um a credit card for, but only for traveling right and i was asking a bunch of questions i was like how is that any different I'm, you know i was just yeah. i was just curious you know how is that why do you need to make a whole credit card only for traveling and then they just made me feel stupid and i was like okay well i don't need it so that was yeah. it but i don't know why why do they make
1: you feel dumb well it's because that's sort of i think it's a sales tactic to make sure that you're like i'm not dumb no give me that fucking card i want the card Actually, I'm so smart, I'll take two. <laughs> no, but, like, that's the game they're playing, right? And I don't think I don't think they're, well, maybe they are assholes, but, like, I don't think it's coming from a bad place. It's coming more from a place, like, yo, I have a quota to me. You're in front of me. I need to sell it. Like, I need to sell this to you. Um, and it sucks. Like, um, when went to go buy your car, when you bought your car. Oh, that was horrible. That was one of the most stressful situations I've ever been in. Um, because for the people that don't know, when you buy from a dealership, right, you're, the dealership is the middleman, right? They don't make the cars, they just sell the cars. So the, most of their money, it's coming from the after deals, right? Like insurance on your tires, insurance on your motor, insurance on your transmission, service deals, and like all these crazy things that they want to add on after the fact, right? So if you go to the salesman, the salesman will say, this is the price, right? 10 Gs. And then... After the fact, they want to add eight to $9,000 on insurances and all these crazy things, right? And again, that's just an estimate. I don't know what the actual percentage is. But <laughs> that's just an estimate. Well, that said, that's where they make the money, right? Those extra dollars. And they don't need, you're not even dealing with a super nice salesman that convinced you to buy the car. Now you're dealing with a guy in an office that clearly has a shadier attitude and just trying to make you sign. Right. Long story short, we were sitting in front of this guy and she got a pretty good deal, less than what she had gone on her loan for. And then the guy wanted every single cent. I every think he single wanted one. 500 over the loan. So he's like, "If you pay me 500 right now plus yeah. your entire check that you got from your bank, you'll get all of this." And we were like, whoa, whoa, what the and, fuck? And when he started
0: talking, we were kind of like, oh, no, we don't need that. No, we don't need that. But yeah. then he just tried dropping, dropping, dropping. I'm like, wait, do I need that? Why is he like? Why is he why coming he up with so many things? Yeah. And it's like,
1: holy shit. Yeah. And again, it makes you feel dumb because mm-hmm. he was quick with it. And he's like, mm-hmm. you're going to want this. You're going to want this. You're going to want this. And this is good. And then it got to the point where we just like stayed quiet. And he just kept putting stuff down. And then that's when he came up with like almost 3,000 3,500 on top or something like
0: that yeah some crazy amount and i was like whoa i
1: we were like what happened to the price the nice guy was talking about um anyway so it got to the point that jessica got all flustered and her cheeks got a little red and she stayed super quiet and i was just like i don't know what's going on this feels super predatory (laughs) we're gonna go and this was after dealing there for like three hours Two yeah, about hours.
0: three. yeah like over three hours over three hours because it, it, it was a lot of signing first and and then they switches to from one office to the next office yeah. and at that point and, and they probably do it like that that's definitely, that's definitely why they yeah, do it tactics. because you're tired after two hours so just of just signing and waiting and you just want to get out of there so you just say like yes whatever you know whatever it's going to sure. take to just go home and what we did they make
1: sure that you can't leave mm-hmm. When well, we told them we're leaving they got super anal, like super super upset.
0: Yeah, they told us that they they were not gonna save the car for the next morning because this was like at eight o'clock. The it was empty. I'm sure no one was gonna go by the car nighttime. Yeah, no and nighttime. we told them we're tired. We're just gonna come back tomorrow morning. And he's like, nope. we it's tomorrow morning. We're just gonna start all if you over leave again. Now
1: we're gonna have to start all over. I can't promise you the car's gonna be here. Um, this is I, I don't know. He was just offending us pretty much, like mm-hmm. treating us kind of like shit and i straight up told him, i was like yo this is super predatory we're no longer comfortable this is way above the price she was initially given we're going to go and in the in the heartbreaking thing is that you had spent so long looking for the car it was the, mm-hmm. exactly the car it was the a perfect car
0: cuz i had been yeah. looking for a long time and that car had everything that i that i wanted
1: and she's so picky i oh, can't tell you how many how many places we drove to and it was just it was just frustrating to see it right there And to be like, you know what? We prefer to walk away from it, from the perfect car, than have to continue dealing with this shitty-ass person. And I remember saying like, wow, this is such a bad service. But maybe that's, I've never bought a car from a dealer, so maybe that's just the kind of service that they give. Because again, it felt like they just wanted to pressure you into making money. So we left. We literally left. And next day... The hey, car Jessica. was there. <laughs> uh, do you still wanna come by yeah. and buy the car? And I was like, Oh, we got him. I was like, We got and him we, Yeah. But, and
0: then we yeah. sign everything and they didn't even explain anything at that no. moment. He the just, guy we just went straight yeah, we just went straight into the important things that we needed to sign and then done. The deal. guy
1: apologized and he was like, Oh, uh no, it's just that, you know, we have to offer it. I'm just want you guys to get a good deal, but I think it was because we were pretty upset the, the day before. And we even told him. I was like, is there any way we can deal with the other guy? <laughs> He's way nicer. He's like, no, like, I'm the finisher. Like, I'm the guy that you sign everything with. I was like, well, all right, well, okay. let's see. And then, yeah, he kept the price, and we left.
0: And my car's there, fine he without all, all the other us. insurances. Oh, yeah. and.
1: <laughs> he hated us. He was not happy. The moment she signed her last thing, he left. He was like, I'm out. And he dipped out, yeah, out, of, his he out of his own, own office. He left his own office. And then he left us there. And then the other the nicer guy came over and he's like, Hey, here's your keys. And like he broke down the um D M V stuff with her. But I was just like, Wow, but hurt. Yeah, that again, was a whole experience. Yeah. But again, it, it goes into that like predatory thing. Like they need to force it on you. And a lot of us will be like, Oh shit, no. I get because you've never been in that situation before, you'll be like, um, Oh no! I guess is this, this is what happens. This is normal, right?
0: Yeah, and to be honest, I wish I could have had more uh advices on how to buy my first car out of a dealer. Yeah. And I think I think we did good, but we got
1: lucky that we walked away. Yeah, that we but we weren't afraid to walk.
0: But away it was anymore. it was really scary. It's just scary because it's it's your debt and it's oh, the yeah. money that oh, you're yeah. gonna owe and just to but see such so big... shiny, and uh-huh. it smells
1: so good and it drives so well. And you try to rationalize it in your head like, hey, this is a big, this is an adult move. It's going to come with an adult price. So you try to rationalize those prices or those interests and things like that. Or you don't know what to compare with, right? Because you're like, oh, that's a new car. Of course, that's how much it costs. That's what Blue Book says. Um, So then you put yourself in a bigger debt that you can actually buy it. Yeah,
0: and and now that I'm over that like bump of finding the car now i'm stuck with the debt now i'm trying to figure right. it out you know how, to, how can i pay this how can i uh, make better payments be- yeah better payments
1: too yeah and yeah it just sticks with you um but again little conversations Right. Mm-hmm. and like i love telling this story to people because um if anyone ever goes into a dealer the first thing i tell them is like yo you can get the fuck out of there <laughs> <laughs> and they make sure you don't right they take your id they make you spend a, an enormous amount of time just waiting around. So there isn't even a point where you can be like, should we go? Right? Because st- it's it's a good experience. Like, I think people don't realize that big purchases, right, like a house and a car and all these things, they're so normalized by, like, social media and the radio. The fact that the radio has car commercials, like Christmas car commercials, blows my mind because he was like, yo, you know, it's Christmas, I'm going to buy you a car. (laughs) Well, at least not in my bracket. Like, that just seems insane, right? Buying a car seems the kind of thing you invest a a lot of time into. Um, But anyway, like, all these things normalize making these great moves. And trust me, I'm so proud of you for making big moves. But don't feel pressured to make them just because it seems like everybody else is doing it. It's the worst thing you can do because you're buying more than you can chew. And then you're the one that has to be stuck with that debt and reap the consequences of it right so don't feel pressured by your surroundings surroundings is i guess what i'm trying to say right
0: mm-hmm. Just, or trends like there's yeah. there's a tiktok that's like oh i'm wearing shirt of whatever brand oh God, yeah. a jewelry of this brand jeans yeah. of this brand
1: and you the ones on this with the brand. abuelitas and the abuelitas are like oh, the shirt's from ross and the pants are from all navy <laughs> 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 i love them. those are pretty fun uh, but right uh so but it goes back to the same thing though like uh your surroundings have a lot to do with what you do and who you are right it's uh nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with like common financial literacy is just oh if i have bigger toys it means I'm doing better but that, that isn't always the case you know mm-hmm. i would much rather have a better savings account but I don't right now I'm negative thank you jeep mm-hmm. um but it's it's the little things i think you know and being able to hold back a little bit scary but
0: yeah and i i've always heard that that people that do and i don't know how true this is but people that do have money they don't really have expensive things right uh they just have whatever's comfortable
1: right Right. Mm -hmm.
0: and then there's those people that really flats on expensive brands
1: yeah I mean, hey, to each their own. If that's your hobby, you know, by all means. Mm-hmm. But just be conscious that uh, it's not necessary to go too far or to put yourself in a hole, because that's gonna be that's gonna suck even more when you have to sell those shirts, right? Like, uh, yeah, like I had a motorcycle that I loved, paid it off, and then it just became a DMV payment, a gas payment, and an insurance payment. Because I stopped using it. And then after like a year of pain of those things and only using it like a handful of times a year, I was like, what the fuck am I doing (laughs) with this thing in my garage? It's just picking up dust. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. But it made me realize like, oh, like this is this is like unnecessary. And it broke my heart, but I should have known better than buying something so expensive. Think of that money that went into that motorcycle. Right, I could have bought something else. I could have saved it,
0: but you had a lot of fun when you had the motorcycle. Yeah, so I think it's worth it. It's kind of like a yeah. like a rental. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a exactly rental. what it was,
1: because I did not get nearly as much as what I got it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was an impulse buy. It was one hundred percent best impulse buy of my life. A uh, couple falls couple scars and it's okay to
0: make those like previously when i said it's okay to make mistakes i mean i'm not saying that's a mistake but it's okay to have those things and then it's cool you know you have an experience and then yeah whatever you know you couldn't keep it and you let it go but at least you experienced
1: it it's just that like i'm very much in between the ah like i could die tomorrow mentality and the oh shit like my Thinking about buying a house someday. I want my kid to go to college. Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's hard to be in the middle because both sort of personalities really run through me. And it really depends on the moment. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty impulsive. And I can be impulsive on both. One day I can wake up and spend my entire check. Or I could wake up and not touch a dime. and want to stay home. And I'm like, no, 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 no I don't need that. Or, you know what? No, we don't got to drive anywhere. Like, no, 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 let's stay home. Let's stay home. Let's walk there. <laughs> and it's like, yo, calm down. Let's just drive the car, you know. So it's hard for me to be in the middle.
0: And that's the I think that's where uh literacy or financial literacy education comes in because then you'll know that you can do both. You know, right. if you invest enough to learn about how to do both, you could be in the middle and you could do both. Yeah. I don't think I'm there yet, but I think it could happen where I could um have enough to take care of my basic needs and have enough to have fun.
1: Right. I put, oh, fun is such a big part of my budget. And I think that's a, such a first generation thing. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I do enjoy it. But I definitely, when I get my check, I put this for bills, that for that. And then I'm like, this is what I'm spending this weekend. And it's just, and it's not like, this is what I'm spending on gas this weekend. This is not what I'm spending on blah, blah, blah. It's just, this is my drinking slash water park slash camping slash whatever I'm doing that weekend uh, account, you know. And for my parents, I know that for them, it was very much like, oh, si se presta una guardadito, maybe we'll plan something, you know. I, I plan my shit first and then I find the money. So I don't know if that's a fir- uh, first generation thing, um, but definitely different from my parents and just my family in general, you know. But I don't know. Uh-uh. Yeah no
0: yeah I think it is different it it totally is when well at least for my family how my family handle money and how I'm handling my own money well <laughs> <laughs> I think it's working out for me and if it's working out for me then it's That's great enough, you know right? I think I'm doing good I want to get better yeah. um, but I I'm pretty satisfied.
1: You're pretty satisfied. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing good.
0: But I I do wish I could take advantage not take advantage but i could utilize more resources that there is in the community because i work oh, for, sure. for a nonprofit and they do all sorts of programs and and opportunities for low-income families or just families in the south bay area where it's just they, they're trying to have you save money so if you Save a certain amount of money and you go to their meetings and sessions and workshops, they'll match your price, so then you'll have double the money, right? But you need to make that sacrifice. Well, and like I know discounts that, too, yeah,
1: like there's so many discounts out there or like ways to save, mm-hmm. but it's just easier to be like, nah, it's just fucking yeah, just pay know, for a price, yeah.
0: You know? yeah. And the same for um, when I was in school, there was a um there was a program that would help foster youth and foster youth um they they they're in the system and then they're 18 and they're just kicked out yeah you know they're they're just left on their own and a lot of them struggle with their money and how to get a job how to how to do everything for the first time because no one really you know showed them how and then there was a similar program where they would um teach them how to save money and then they would match that and I always told myself like oh i should do one of those programs because one i'll learn and two you know i'll get something out of it Right. but i've never done it why because i'm just like a busy doing other things or i just never sign up uh but that's but definitely knowledge. one of my goals yeah
1: it's knowledge it's it's helpful it'll be helpful in one way or another or it may, might not be helpful tomorrow but it'll be helpful like in a couple years you're like oh shit like there's that thing they were talking about um but anyway Thank you so much for sticking by. If you're still here, thank you for sticking by so far. If there's anything you can get out of this episode is discuss your financials with your coworkers to make sure you're getting the most you and can. And peers,
0: friends, family. That
1: you, yeah, no, you should um, just be proud, be open, know where you are and always ask for more <laughs> from your employers. And two, yo, I know it's scary out there. I know that seeing negatives or being in debt or just anything like that sucks paycheck to paycheck fucking sucks but know that you're not alone there's things out there that can help there's peers that can help ask for help don't be embarrassed it doesn't mean you lose the glamour you lose the flex it just means you need help and we all could use a little bit of that uh but with that jessica as always thank you so much
0: yeah thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening
1: Until the next one